2: We're back, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Um, I'm here with Ace Watasupar, our financial uh, genius, and Steve Ebert, who is our uh, expert in a legal attorney an expert in real estate. Any legal questions you have, uh, and myself, Daddy Herman, CEO of Douglas Elliman Real Estate. And we're going to talk before we're going to talk a little about. Um, The CARES package, what CARES means to homeowners, how does it affect you, and what will happen to your credit even if you pay your mortgage back, the housing protection stimulus bill, and if we have time, hopefully the world of virtual real estate. But before we do that, I want to take a question from Rosalie from Staten Island, and I think that's
3: for Ace. Hi, Rosalie. Hey, Donnie. How are you?
2: I'm hanging in there.
3: (laughs) So am I. Actually,
2: um, I, I think I'm so busy with all the calls and all the people reaching out. And um, I'm trying to stay focused and keep to a routine. How about you?
3: Uh, well, I am I have a story similar to Barbara. I am a COVID survivor. I didn't end up in the hospital, thank God, because my breathing was never compromised. And I am 95% recovered, so I thank God Oh, for thank that. goodness. Yeah, it's been a little scary. Um, my question is for Ace. Um, Ace. My husband and I started a refi cash out process back in early February for an investment property. And we were approved. The only reason why we haven't closed so far is because we're doing a semi-refinance so we don't have to pay the extra taxes. And that's been taking longer because everybody is refinancing. But now a few days ago, I got a call from the mortgage broker that even though we're still waiting for the SEMA documents, now the refi has been put on hold because of liquidity issues with the banks. Can you shed some light on that for me? Does this mean Absolutely. I'm gonna-
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Rosalie. And, and actually, that's been happening, um, and that's actually very common with mortgage brokers and correspondent lenders. Um, so let me explain to our listeners, right? So there's two different um I guess two different ways of looking at a traditional bank. One is a bank that has a balance sheet, which is a bank that has depositories, right? So a Citizens Bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, Chase. And then you have your non-banks, who most likely are the correspondent lenders who who require a warehouse line. To, to continue to do their lending, right? And when when, when he sa- when he states that they have liquidity challenges, it's because of these, these warehouse lines that are now not lending to these correspondent lenders, thus not not having them the ability to actually go ahead and, and, and write new mortgages. So that is happening um, quite often. And I think if this continues within the next 30 days, you're gonna see a lot more of that happening. So I would tell you, Rosalie, leave your name and number with the uh, producer and what i'll do is i will call you first thing tomorrow morning and i can take a look at your situation and if you want um, we can help serve you or what i can do is you know depending on that correspondent lender i may have a contact or two there and i'll, I'll just make a couple of calls for you as well rosalie okay
3: so it's not it – because I know my husband and I, we have excellent credit. And, and as the broker mentioned, we already were approved. It was, if it wasn't for looking for these documents to avoid the extra taxes, correct. We, w- we would have closed What's already. And, and correct, our, correct. Our so it has
1: nothing – correct. It has nothing to do nothing to do with you, Rosalie. It's really the liquidity of that particular lender. And because the warehouse lines are now not lending – on these lines they don't have the ability to to self-fund the loan right so how, because of that how
3: long do you think yeah. this might drag on for if i stick with this broker
1: oh uh, right now they're they're actually um it's indefinite rosalie so right now a lot of non-banks are not able to lend unless it's a um you know unless it's an agency loan which is with fannie and freddie um what is your loan amount right now rosalie
3: uh, the loan amount is 280. And do
1: me a favor. It? Go ahead. Yeah, do me a favor. Leave your name and number. Let okay. me see which lender that is, the broker, um, the brokerage company. And um, depending on who they are, I may have a contact or two. Um, I, okay. I'll definitely help you. Okay? It right, has thank nothing you. to do with you, it, it's really outside of your control at this point. So, um, Ace, you're saying that, that, that if yeah.
2: that that's common? with corresponding lenders and basically would her broker know that they are not lending or like, or it's just going to just like yeah. drag on. There,
1: there's there's communication coming out to, to different brokerages. Um, obviously every every brokerage is different in terms of their liquidity and, and their balance sheet, but uh, most brokerages depend on warehouse lines. And because these warehouse lines are now not funding, um, you know, these non-banks, they're having liquidity issues, um, all across the board, you know? So
3: do you think, is that because of all these uh, small business loans that they have to give out or they're mandated to, to, to give out or is it, is it something it's, else?
1: It's, it's a combination of, you know, 90 day forbearances, um, things of that nature where, oh, you know, the, yes,
3: yes. Cause correct. actually that's another correct. question. My husband and I were actually thinking about doing that because coincidentally, on one of our investment properties, we have a tenant mm-hmm. who's moving from Queens going back to Arizona. So now we're saying we're going to have this apartment. We don't know when we're going to rent it because of everything that's going on. So now I'm going to have an empty apartment, loss of income for that, and I. And actually we're going to use some of the cash out to pay off that mortgage. So now it's, it's so when I called the broker before I, I – decided to call the bank, I said, should I just go ahead and do this and just, you know, postpone the payment? And he said, no, even though some banks are saying that it's not going to uh, have a negative impact on your credit report, he told me not to do it because he doesn't, that law wasn't passed with the credit protection. Is that true?
1: So Rosalie, this is a, actually a really good question for not only yourself but all of our listeners, right? So, although there's been communication from the GSEs, which really stand for government-sponsored enterprise, which it's a it's it's a relief program to help Fannie and Freddie, right? So the communication has been if you take the 90-day forbearance, there will be no effect on your credit report, and you're able to defer the payments. What what hasn't been communicated is that if you do enroll in this program, you will hurt your chances on getting a mortgage down the line because banks are going to underwrite it sort of like a loan modification, right? So although it doesn't affect Mm -hmm. your credit score per se, it will affect your ability to get a mortgage down the line. So it's very important that our listeners know that this 90-day forbearance isn't just for anyone that just you know, want to take take advantage of the program. It's really for folks that are in dire need in terms of financial hardship. They were just they were just let go, unemployed. So I just want our yourself and our listeners to really be informed that, you know, this isn't a program if you're able to still make payments Try to make those payments because you want to put yourself in a, a better financial situation down the line, not hurt yourself, right? So, um, hopefully, right. there's so more communication that to make that comes some out. Some part
2: right? of the credit, like in other words, if you're able to make some part of the payment, um, does that still go against your credit?
1: If if you do enroll in the forbearance study, unfortunately, the underwriting of the of of your future loans will be impacted even if you pay partial so i would say if you can pay make every effort to pay and um hopefully and 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 look you can always create a payment plan with your direct lender right so you don't actually have to enroll in the 90-day forbearance you could just say hey look for the next two months i may have some cash flow um challenges you know are you willing to create a payment plan for me for just you know, the immediate um, near future. Right. So I I would, I would definitely look into that, but Rosalie, you know, leave your name and number with the producers. I will definitely call you and and maybe you don't need to even switch over to citizens bank. Maybe I can just call that brokerage and see what's going on exactly. But um, this is something that's common. Don't worry about it. It has nothing to do with you. Obviously you qualify. It's just the environment that we're in um, currently. So. Okay. All right. Sounds great.
3: And thanks, right. Rosalie, for calling. And have a good weekend. Thank you, Daddy. You too, as well.
2: Okay. Thanks for calling, see, Rosalie. And, yeah. And Asa, I mean, it's like, I have to say, uh, the the information. And I have to say, and it's our show, but really, um, that's wonderful. If you were going to help this woman out and see if you can help Rosalie out and see if you can either make a call to someone you know in the business, or Definitely. be able to do it through a bank that is a lender. And so yeah. I guess your advice, Ace, while we're talking about that would be that if you are yeah. going for a mortgage now, people are buying, not as many, but there are people buying still, that you will really be smart to go to a major bank, correct?
1: I think, I think you want to look at a depository bank, right? So, you know, yeah. brokerages and correspondents, they don't have depositories, thus not a lot of liquidity. So if you go to a depository bank, they don't really depend on warehouse lines. They're actually lending their own money. So, definitely recommend if you are looking to buy, which there's still tons of activity, right, Dottie? You should definitely look yes. into a traditional bank. That As a matter of a fact,
2: that's probably, uh, you know, buying wise, you probably can get some really good deals now. I've had a million some really people good call deal me about there, that Dottie. because yeah, they're okay. online. They're looking at all these properties that are coming out because I know at Douglas Elliman, we're getting plenty of listings. And. Um, Probably this is the best buyer's market I've seen. Plus, what are the interest rates now? They're still low. If you're looking for a
1: purchase 30-year fixed, Dottie, it's right around 3.25, 3.375. So, still amazingly low. Right. So, again,
2: um, hopefully, as they're saying, that we're maybe reaching our apex. And I hope that that's correct. And that we should start calming down soon. Um, You know, if you're looking for a home, and I always tell everybody, listen, people have to live somewhere. So the business is not going out of business. Uh, It's just slowed down with this whole um, virus. But people have to live somewhere. And whether you live in an apartment or you rent. Now, Ace, you said that it hurts credit. If you go through that program, the forbearance program, what about if you're renting and you just don't pay for a couple of, 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 you know, weeks?
1: Because, you know, that forbearance program
2: I'm reading and I don't understand. I'm reading that you don't have to show any proofs beyond the borrower's word, but they're saying of a hardship. So you don't have to prove anything. You don't have to give them any papers. But it says this is from any federally banked loans, I mean so is Correct. that anything like that's only the loans that are are government loans fHA loans, or is that good for everybody so,
1: so that's a great question, Dotie, and let me clarify, okay, when they say that it won't affect your credit and and it will not affect your credit right so if you if you enroll in the forbearance program, there will be no adverse effect to your credit score at all but what will but, happen but you just is- said
2: it would. I thought you said it will
1: that. it will affect the ability um, for folks to get a mortgage down the line because it will affect so it doesn't affect the score it affects their well, ability down the line to get a mortgage right so although you enroll into the 90day forbearance it will not affect your score the credit score ratings will be suspended for the next 90 days but if you enroll in that program, then when you do get a mortgage down the line, let's say you wanted to do a refinance, you know, six months later, or you wanted to get a purchase uh, mortgage, then the underwriters will look at your 90 day forbearance enrollment and it will hurt your ability to get a mortgage down the line. Does that make sense? But but
2: yeah, but this is not for just federally backed mortgages. Is it just for, like anyone who has a regular mortgage where they put 20 percent down or so?
1: Yeah, I because mean, everything it's I'm program- reading
2: says. Federally-backed mortgages, federally-backed mortgages, which is FHA, pretty much, or the VA. And correct, I'm, I'm not the, seeing anything about, like, you know, a, a, reg, a person who just goes for a traditional mortgage and not so backed by if, the... By the way, if you're an FHA, which that, that kind of mortgage is backed by the federal government, so it's insured by the government. If you uh, the, have a regular correct. mortgage, as most of us do then it's not backed by the government. So is there a difference in that program?
1: Yes, Dottie. So, so, the, so the loans that are backed by the federal government are FHA, Jenny May, Fannie Mae, and Freddie okay. Mac. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which is really the, our traditional conventional loans, it's any loan that's below the $625,500 in a high-cost area. So if you have any loan amounts that's below 625500 five five hundred. Then, then you qualify for the government-backed loans. Anything above it, the seven hundred thousand mark, eight hundred thousand, then now it's portfolio money. It's jumbo, and for for the most part, Dottie, a lot of the banks on the non-traditional loans, which are jumbo deals, which is mostly New York in certain areas, they are conforming. To the relief programs and the ninety-day forbearance as well. Okay. So there's a there's a lot of okay. And, and a lot the, of, I'm
2: reading that yeah. they estimate two million borrowers missing payments by the end of May.
1: Correct. There's a lot. There's a lot, and 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 that's because the communication has come out where you don't really need to show financial hardship anymore, and you just yeah apply.
2: Uh, so I'm glad and, you're and, you're clarifying that and, because I think people think, well, you know what, I'll just take a break. I'll I'll miss three correct, payments, Dottie. a couple of payments, and, and then and I'll why, pay it sometime correct. at the back end. And at yep. least it gives me breathing room. And you're saying, hey, no, that's not gonna that's not gonna help you with your. It's not gonna hurt your credit score, but it will hurt you in the ability you want to do a refinance or anything of that you got nature.
1: It, You got it, Dottie. Yep. That's exactly right. And how's the
2: refinance market now? I mean, like, are people, because you have time, I think I said it last week. If your mortgage rate is, uh, at least you should call ACE. If you have a higher mortgage rate, then now you should call ACE and uh, find out if you would be better off refinancing. Again, your credit has to be good, but you might want to do that now.
1: This is the best time, And, and folks that are looking into the 90 day forbearance program, you know, we've been able to actually look at their situation and, you know, a refinance would be a better um, situation for them, right? So there's two different there's two different situations that's really, really popular right now, Dottie. So folks are actually refinancing from, let's say, they had a 15-year term or, you know, a, a product where it was a shorter term. They're just refinancing it to a 30-year term to create more cash flow. And to your point, because so many folks have a lot of time, if you just have a half a percentage difference from your mortgage rate currently to what we, what the rates are today, so assume today the rates are at three and a half percent. If your mortgage is anywhere around four percent, then that that means that you're you're a, a qualified borrower for refinancing your mortgage, right? It'll make sense. So just take a look. Yeah. You know, to Dottie's point, there's a lot of time on on our hands now for the next thirty days, hopefully, and see if you um if you qualify. And just yeah, because nothing. You, know,
2: you have time. At least the while you 're sitting uh, like you know in and in, in, in isolation, basically <laughs> um, at least you can say something good came out of it. I did a refinance, and now my payments going forward are, are, are a lot less and one of the things and uh, we 'll talk about it next week because i don 't know how much time we 'll have today, but one of the things that i 've noticed is there i 've had a bunch of calls from people around the country that I know. Who are thinking forward and are saying, okay, at some point in time, and we don't know when exactly, this is going to start dissipating. And what's the world going to look like then? And what's the businesses going to look like then? And how are they going to change? And am I going to have Am I in a business that's going to be impacted that won't be here? Or am I in a business like real estate where obviously it's going to be around and how is it going to be different? And and, and at some point we should really talk about that. And it's one of the things.
1: Ace, I think you need to take over. We lost Dottie, so take over. If can, Dottie, are you still there? I think she dropped out, so take over if you can, Ace. Well, yeah, I think I think I think that we lost Dottie for a second, but I think what Dottie was alluding to is, you know, with this market, there's been, it, it's a it's it's going to become a very humbling experience uh, for many, in terms of savings, the way they actually look at spending. So, it's really important for all of us to just think about, you know, what's important. And I, I believe there's a break coming up, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about. COVID-19 and what the effects of COVID-19 has been on the real estate market. Stay tuned.
0: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? Well, every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio, you hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a listener's actual question. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission and Sunday mornings on AM 970 The Answer at 11.
1: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states.
4: Do you have a Relief Factor success story that you'd be willing to share here on my show? If so, I'd like you to call Relief Factor on 800 8384 and option five and tell them your pain-free success story. We'd love to hear it. And maybe I'll play it on my show. That's 800-583-84, option five. In the meantime, for all the rest of you still struggling with pain, you've already heard many testimonials about neck, back, shoulder, hip or knee pain. Pete and Seth Tolbert, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have created the three-week quick starter pack and they've discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Pain from getting older, exercise, or just everyday living is no fun. That's why Pete and Seth created this amazing 100% drug free supplement, and now tens of thousands of people are taking it every day. Go to ReliefFactor.com or call 800 500 8384. That's ReliefFactor.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs>
0: It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO,
2: Dottie Herman. Hello? Can everyone hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, Dottie, oh, can hear Oh, thank goodness. I, I don't know what happened. I just dropped off. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, well, we're doing the best we can, right? I it's mean,
1: okay. The show must go on, Dottie. So the, we're okay, right?
2: They say the show must go on. You know, That's I had it. to ask you, Steve. You know, they're doing all this for um, doing all this for people who, like, now. I guess if you rent and you don't pay, it's going to go on your credit. Also, I'm assuming.
5: Well, wouldn't no, necess- not necessarily? Because no, huh? well, me- remember. You know, when you have a landlord, their private landlord, they don't necessarily have to report you. It's a different situation, while with with banks, it's a different process. So you could have a situation where you work out an agreement with your private landlord for a piece of property. They don't have to report to the credit agencies. Um, So... It is, it is a different situation. It depends where the dispute goes and, and how the claim goes.
2: So what would you suggest if you're a renter and you can't pay? Would you suggest you call your landlord and try to work something out with him or her not and not just not pay?
5: Absolutely. Number one is communication because, you know, you want to find out, first of all, what are the terms of your lease? Maybe you have a renewal coming up. You don't know what the landlord situation is. And then also, particularly if you have, you know, a private landlord versus a big institutional landlord, like our caller earlier uh, that we had, you know, there's someone you can have a direct conversation with and try to work out something. So I always feel in these
1: situations, communication goes up.
2: I I think that's the best thing. And Steve, while you're there, I think we have Dan on the line, too, Um, but I think um, somebody has asked. Then we have question. Sherry.
1: Sherry
6: Spirit is on the line. Uh, sh- yeah,
2: someone asked uh, a question. There, they said, "Can landlords discriminate based on a tenant's job? Um, you know, in other words, can they reject a tenant simply based on their career, or uh, can they refuse to rent to someone because the person is a first responder, and let's say they think they're a high risk to have the, you know, get the virus?" Uh, I would assume they can Right. I mean,
5: it, it, first of all, it's a great question. And it also depends on geographically where they are. So there's a variety of anti-discrimination laws. There's federal, there's state and there's local. And so what happens is, let's say if you have somebody who lives in New York City, you have the New York City law along with New York State and the federal versus, let's say, somebody in Nassau County or Suffolk County where they wouldn't be able to um, uh, be able to avail themselves of New York City law. So first off, so what
2: would they do the if dist- they're in Mass or Suffolk or Jersey or Connecticut? Go, who would they call?
5: What, um, or they, they, would they how would they find were, out? So, so there there is a there's a state agency, um, and if we could get the caller to um, send us over where their geographic location is, I would get them both the state and also the county, if applicable, agency um, to let the, let them know. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, it's an it's an interesting question because you sort of have two things at play. You, you have your sort of classic discrimination case, but it's also you could have a landlord argue health, safety and welfare of the other tenants that's in the building. Um, so we'd want to be very, very careful. Is it a matter of they're not willing to sign a lease or are they doing testing of people generally of all new tenants. Um, So I'd want to get a few more questions because these types of cases tend to be very, very fact-specific. Also, there are not-for-profits out there that actually, what we call them testers, um, we're actually running test scenarios to see if landlords are in compliance with anti-discrimination laws as well.
2: Yeah. Now, I I have a a bunch of... uh, questions that people have asked me, not, you know, to the show, just in my, uh, all the calls I get. And I, uh, we're lucky to have Sherry Spree, who is a prominent psychiatrist and a good friend uh, on our show. And uh, please join in this conversation because you're probably hearing, what are the, what are the biggest concerns you are hearing from people? Like, you know, what are their biggest concerns, Sherry?
6: Concerns I'm hearing is the uncertainty of the future. Nobody knows what's going to be, uh, if they'll ever have a job again, um, when will this end, uh, what's going to be the fallout economically on the country. That's been a lot of what uh, I've been hearing. Yeah.
2: And let's just talk about it. Not that we know, because I don't think anyone knows, but we can give our best guess. And, you know, there's – and, you know, what will – what impact will the CO this virus, the coronavirus, have on this economy? And uh, you know, we're looking at the global economy. Certainly has weakened, and uh, this is due, obviously, to supply and demand. I mean, there's not the same demand for things. Uh, what What do you What do you guys? I'm just curious. And if you're a caller, just call us in with your questions or what your thoughts are. What do you What do you What are you thinking? What, what is that? I mean, again, a, it's our, very I hear so many country. people are like if they would say this virus will be over in July and these uh, these industries will all come back and these won't uh, people would, you know, even though maybe it's not good news for everyone, it's some certainties. There's just no certainties now. So what are you hearing, Steve? Or what are you feeling? What do you? Some so, people say it's going to come back in the fourth quarter. Some people say it's coming back in June. What are you feeling?
5: So I, I think that I think we're seeing a few different things from our clients. Number one, we have uh, new matters that are coming in. Um, we also have clients from around the world, so we're also talking in different jurisdictions. And there is definitely business to be had. Some businesses obviously ha- have been hit. You know, hospitality being one, but also they they you know they retool. You look at a lot of the farms, which normally had economic trouble. They're actually very busy. They're having, they're really modifying the supply chain and farming and sending things to people directly. And the other one, I want to give one other example to show that it's more of a retooling. Is you know we talked a lot about you know toilet paper being a shortage. So a lot of people have a lot of good jokes right. about it. And and the irony is that there isn't a shortage so much as a retooling. When you think about all the people who are not going to work the companies that supply toilet paper to homes are really different than the ones that supply toilet paper to a commercial office. So what they do is they need to up the residential production and decrease the commercial or modify the supply chain. So that, that's some of the things that people need to, to keep in mind, that things need to modify so much so that there's necessarily a problem otherwise. And the thing that I'm going to really look for is to really see when people – you know, when this crisis is over, and it will be over, how they walk out of it. Are they going to walk out and just sort of in a daze? Are they saying, you know what, we had a real shock to the system. Now let's get back to work. We're going back to life and we're living and we're doing things. And I think that's what's so critical, really the velocity that we come out of this.
2: Yeah, I I know that um, in New York and, and Long Island, the people are going virtually obviously more people will rent virtually actually I think there was a rental in the Hamptons for forty five million dollars well no there was a sale excuse me um, because somebody was willing to pay that I think that's one of the highest sales and um, people are, are are doing that and I you know as as real estate professionals we're looking at more virtual tours. Um, now you can, you know, have it notarized online, um, co-op boards are using zoom and other platforms to interview their clients cause they can't, you know, future, uh, potential buyers because they can't do them in person anymore. So they're doing them online and, um, you know, people are reinventing themselves and that's kind of really? a, you know, uh, a thing that's going on saying sherry what p- people have uncertainty and their uncertainty about their jobs and things what do you tell them
6: that this too shall pass and that there there'll be other opportunities other businesses are going to come uh, develop after this crisis more in the virtual and they'll they'll be able to reinvent themselves and find something else uh. This isn't going to be forever.
2: Well, again,
6: we—it's we, not going to
2: be forever. But like for example, you're doing sessions uh, with your—you know—the people that that use right, you right, use uh,
6: online, virtually. Right, telehealth. That's you know. What the, is it called? Telehealth. T e l e h e a l t h, uh, which is uh, what most doctors are doing for non-emergent, uh, proper, you know, for non-emergent. Uh, situations.
2: So, so another, you, you know, you found doctors are still seeing seeing patients, patients, they're just seeing them virtually. Right. Um, Now, that's probably better in person, uh, but if you can't, okay, and you know, when this gets all said and done, there might be people that would prefer, like if I remember correctly, about a year ago, I, I thought I had a flu or something, and I went, You know, I have a great doctor, but I didn't feel like calling. I just happened to go. Then there's doctors online. So this trend that I see, I think this virus expedited things.
6: Uh, But if I go back and look, I work as a consultant.
2: Okay, there was dial doctor, doctor, and then they have pictures of all these doctors online, and you 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 pick, and then you pick a time that you want to speak Uh to them. Okay, and then there was I was uh, trying to, you know, I used to play guitar and I wanted to pick that up again. And I found all these instructors online. You know, they have their face and you kind of picked an instructor online. I started doing it, but then I lost interest. I said, forget about it. Um, So and I think if I look at the millennials and this is just my feeling uh, the millennials really never want to work every day like the baby boomers did. I mean, we went to work every day. We worked till nine, ten o'clock. We had no life. We worked, 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 okay? And they don't want that. They want to have flex time, and they much prefer work from their house. Um, so we're going to talk about this really So this, you know, this virus, I think, is exercising the way I think a lot of people will work going forward not sure you can have a virtual not restaurant, but we'll talk about that. We'll be right back to we'll talk about why, how will strive to impact all of us and the economy.
4: Every week, the Salem Radio Network is proud as to produce the SRN Coronavirus Special Report, featuring all Salem talk show hosts as we give you the latest in this ongoing and breaking story. It's brought to you by Balance of Nature. The best defense against virus is your own immune system. Join me, along with fellow Salem hosts Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and Larry Elder for this ongoing special report, Wednesday at 7 p.m. here on AM and 970, The Answer.
5: Hi, I'm Steve Adubato. Every Sunday, Steve Adubato's Leadership Hour brings you valuable tips on how to become a better leader. I'll also interview leaders in government, business, and other arenas. So catch me, Steve Adubato, Sundays at 2 p.m. for the Leadership Hour, right here on AM 970.
0: You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee.
7: My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media... And at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, this is really amazing... You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com.
4: Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees another relentless attack. Imagine if it hadn't been the president who said that hydroxychloroquine could be a game changer. Imagine if it was Dr. Fauci who'd said it first. The media would be saying, oh, that wonderful Dr. Fauci, what a hero. Because Donald Trump, the president said it, they talk about poisonous aquarium cleaner.
0: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer, brought to you in part by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. Whether you need help drafting a will, trust, power of attorney, or health proxy, their experienced team of attorneys have been helping clients plan their estates for over 30 years. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back, and uh, we're here. We're talking to, uh, obviously, Ace, our financial uh, banking guy, and Steve Ebert, our legal eagle, and Sherry, uh, a leading psychiatrist, and myself, Dottie Herman. We are just talking about when will the economy come back, how will it come back. And I was reading, I don't know, maybe Sherry, you might know about this, um, they say that Italy and some of the countries are really coming up with some kind of a test that you could find, that, that an app that you'll be able to know if you have this or not.
6: Well, it's, they're starting to, to develop more accurate serology tests to see if you have the antibody to the virus with the hopes that this would indicate that you had immunity.
2: Right. Because we're all, you know, I, I think you're probably hearing with your patients, it's really the uncertainty. And if there was a way people could get tested or know if they have that or they did have it, because I think a lot of people they say have had it and listen, this was around in December and maybe even earlier than that. And right. so it was flu season. So if you got sick, unless you were violently now, from what Barbara and some people tell me, there's a difference with a regular flu. But some people who had mild cases might have just thought it was regular flu and you might have had it already. So I think that that has, I mean, how do you see it, Steve and Ace? I mean, how do you see the economy coming back? Uh, you know, and again, we're just all, you know. Searching here, but I, I see a lot of opportunities and I just think that most businesses are going to retool themselves. I'm not sure how restaurants do it, but maybe they'll have less people or whatever.
6: Well, I mean, one thing that I tell people that have, uh, you know, restaurants in more, you know, country atmospheres or whatever is to make better use of outdoor space where they can then add more tables to the outside and this way that, that the tables can be yeah. further spread. But that,
2: that, that's also a local zoning
6: thing. So you yeah. just yeah. can't
2: add more tables. That would have to change. I mean, there's always a limit on outdoor space if you can even have
6: it. And yeah, no, if you can yeah, have it so b- you, about the more rural areas where where restaurants are obviously in the city that's going to be you know virtually yeah. impossible
2: and and then the president talking about us going to work, and I understand that you know we have to try to get this economy back because you just can't stop the economy. What are your feelings i I think that you know for most part uh, what are you seeing, Steve or ace I mean? I, th- I see the uh, people buying. I think people are going to be looking for deals now. Uh, what do you see in the mortgage business? And Ace, what do, you know? And, and Steve, what are you seeing as far as what are your feelings on this economy? And what are your clients talking to you about?
1: Yeah, Dottie, um, if I can add, you know, um, scary times are sort of the mother of, of invention and entrepreneurship, right? So similar to a lot of things that we're talking about, you know, there's always opportunity whenever there's scary times. And I think um, the way people operate, the way people are spending will change, but they will still continue to spend. So I think, you know, one of the things that I want our listeners to think about is if you're a business and let's say you're in the restaurant industry, how do you need to adapt? Do you need to focus more on delivery? Do you need to focus more on takeout? But, you know, people will continue to spend if you're retail. Are they more, you know, inept to or, to order more online? So a lot of the things that were happening already with technology, COVID-19 really just speeded up the process. It up, right?
6: Yeah.
2: It's like my daughter ordered everything online. And I would exactly, say, oh, well, daddy. I'd like to try something on. And, I, and you know, <laughs> now I'm so used to ordering everything online because you you can't do it any other way. That I, yeah. I, I, don't, I think I've spent more money on Amazon and food then I would never use Amazon for food, okay? So I think that uh, there's a lot, you know, I'm sure their stocks are way up. Um, I I know universities are thinking uh, on how they come back, um, you know, and how they set their dorms up. So people are all thinking of how to retool. And I think you said it well, Steve. It's really about retooling yourself. And I can't tell you how many people we're all nervous about this. We're all a little have the anxiety, but I have had so many stimulating calls. I had a call from a, uh, someone I know that owns a huge real estate company in Canada and Canada's kind of going through what we're doing and not to the same proportion as New York, but it's not good there. And he's daddy. And I swear these were his words. I want you to present your researcher and here's what I want you to do. And I want you to do research how do you think this business is going to come back what services are going to be needed how can we put them all online so they're seamless now these are all things we talked about how can we do a closing online can we do a closing online Steve it's
6: being done
2: can we well I lost them
1: Steven are you there yeah, are you there? Well, Dottie, I, I, I do I'm here. I, uh, can you hear me? Oh, can okay. you hear yeah. me? Yeah. Awesome. Can we do a closing okay. online? So so the answer
5: is not not exactly. Um, you can do elements of it digitally, but the answer is not this moment. And Friday is actually there's actually two big dates I want people just to mention. April 18th, which is next, which is this Friday, is the last day of Governor Cuomo's executive order permitting audiovisual online notarization. Um, so if nothing happens, then it expires. I'm assuming that they're going to do something before Friday, and we'll let everyone know next Saturday what the new rules or if it's just an extension is. And then the other thing, for those of you who are real estate investors, um, there's something that allows you to defer. It's called the 1031, your taxable gain. Um, on Thursday, just 48 hours ago, the IRS uh, granted certain time extensions, which they rarely do. So, they're doing things to help. Um, but look, also, deals are happening. I had two, two buyers sign yesterday, um, purchase transactions. And so, people are recognizing that there is a time period and they have faith, and, and rightfully so, in just the fundamental structure of things. You know, they realize things are going to be changing, but at the end of the day, people have still, they still have needs, but they also have dreams. And exactly. they really want to make sure but, those groups well, have
2: time for that, but you know I yelled at someone the other day. I said, "Listen, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. We're all in this situation so, you know it is what it is. Start looking at opportunities and things. be creative. look, Sherry's doing her 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 whole practice online." We're communicating with our buyers and sellers. You're still practicing law. Okay. They just can't come to your office. Ace, you're doing mortgages and refinances. Okay. Uh, And I really do think that trend, you know, even with shopping, like I said, my daughter, you know, I'm a boomer. I, I like to go into the store and touch it and feel it. Okay. So, but the baby, you know, the millennials really bought everything online. So I think this has expedited that virtual world. But I, Sherry, before we close, and I think Steve, by next week, you'll have all the, the information for what they proposed on Thursday. Um, what, again, tell our listeners, if they're anxious, if they have anxiety, What should they be doing?
6: Well, there there are many places that... that people can go to for help if they feel the anxiety is getting worse and they're starting to become increasingly depressed they're not able to sleep etc you can use my email at ssdr18aol.com and say I will that again say that again
2: and we're going to try to put links to the website yeah, so that you can I, get and steve
6: and sherry and anyone who's on our show will help Anybody get in touch with the proper uh, help, wherever they are, so that they, there is help out there. The psychiatric and the psychological community is working. and now, Sherry, let me say something. People. You don't
2: have to be, when the word psychiatric, people take that as someone, you know, right. there is no one, as I said last week, That's not experiencing some anxiety. It's just to the extent of it and some, you know, uncertainty. But you know what I've always learned? People are afraid of change. People, just human nature, usually do things the way they've always done because they've always done them that way. And I would ask in the company, say, why are you doing this? And they would say, Dottie, because I've always done it that way. And I would say, well, can you stop and maybe rethink that? And maybe there is a better way to do, maybe not. So we've always uh, really kind of liked to do things the way we always did. But people that really are successful and innovative are people that change the model. And I believe you're going to see companies come out of the woodwork that really Look at what's needed today. Look at what people need today. Look at what, how they're feeling and come up with all different things. I don't, and I, and I think that's kind of really in one way. And I think Ace, you just said it. Change brings opportunity. And I, I know for most of us that sounds, well, what are you kidding me? I just lost my job. Okay. Sometimes when you're forced, You know, Somebody might be at their job for 40 years, but sometimes when when something happens that forces you to go through this door that's kind of scary and maybe dark in some cases, when you get out of it and you're forced to do something, you might find that the door you're going to go through next is better. And I hope that you all embrace that. Please be safe. No, we're here for you. Um, You can email or call us at any time. And for those of you who celebrate Passover and Easter, um, have a virtual Seder or a virtual Easter. And um, at least enjoy, I don't know what the weather is tomorrow, but at least enjoy the great weather that we have right at the moment today. Um, wishing you all safe and healthy and we love you here. Um, we'll be back next week. Bye now.